2020 was one of the most challenging years in recent history. So now we move into 2021. Will it be different? Will it be the same? What can we expect? My name is Jeremy Devins. This is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. And today I'll be talking about 18 significant dates in 2021 to plan your year around. Now I have a whole course that guides you through how to do this called Mindful New Year at mindfulnewyear.com. And those of you in the Vedic Astrology membership, I'll have a completely different recording of this that goes sign by sign so you know exactly where these areas of your life are impacted because there's 12 houses that's going to depend on your rising or moon sign, which if you don't know that, you can also go to quietmindastrology.com and get your free birth chart and see where the moon or rising sign is to understand how these transits might be affecting you specifically. And I'll go into a lot more depth inside of the membership. And you can check that out at quietmindastrology.com. Now for today, we're going to talk about these big turning point dates. And I'm just going to list them off right now. And then we're going to go into detail of what they are and what they mean. So the first are four significant dates, February 4th, February 22nd, June 2nd, and April 5th. On February 4th, there's a big pileup of planets in Capricorn. February 22nd, Mars enters Taurus. June 2nd, Mars enters Cancer. And April 5th, Jupiter enters Aquarius. What does that mean? I'll go into detail in a moment. Then we have four eclipse dates to watch out for. Eclipses always come in pairs every year. And we have May 26th, the lunar eclipse in Scorpio. And June 10th, the solar eclipse in Taurus. Then towards the end of the year, we have November 19th, a lunar eclipse in Taurus, and December 4th, a solar eclipse in Scorpio. So all the eclipses this year are in Scorpio and Taurus. So there's a consistent energy that we're going to be looking at with that. And then we have the Rahu and Ketu transits of nakshatras. So they're, they're going to be in their exalted signs all year in Taurus and Scorpio, but they're moving nakshatras. So these are smaller divisions of the sky. On February 13th, Rahu and Ketu move into Rohini and Jeshta nakshatras. And on September 10th, or September 18th, excuse me, September 18th, they move into Kritika and Anuradha. Then finally, we have our retrogrades for the year. And we've got three Mercury retrogrades, a Venus retrograde, Jupiter and Saturn, and Pluto and Neptune, all having retrograde periods this year. So Mercury's are February 4th to 21st in Capricorn, May 29th to June 22nd in Gemini and Taurus, September 27th to October 18th in Libra and Virgo. Then at the end of the year, we have Venus retrograde in December 18th to January 29th, 2022 in Capricorn and Sagittarius. We have Jupiter retrograde June 20th to October 20th in Aquarius and Capricorn. Saturn goes retrograde in the middle of the year, May 23rd to October 11th. Pluto goes retrograde April 28th to August 16th in Capricorn. And then I saved the best for last, so this is really interesting. Neptune goes retrograde on June 25th to December 1st in Aquarius. And that coincides with some very interesting news that was just coming out in the last couple of days. So I'm excited to get to that at the end of this episode. We'll talk about how Neptune going retrograde in Aquarius could be a very significant event. 
So going through each of these transits in a little more detail now, the first are the four significant days I mentioned up front. So we've got things happening all year. There's transits all year. There's new moons and full moons. There's all sorts of stuff going on. But on February 4th, it's interesting that we have Mercury, Sun, Jupiter, Saturn, Venus, and Pluto all conjunct in Capricorn. And that's uh, the, the Pluto there is bringing revolution and transformation in Capricorn. That's the, the transit of the American and French revolutions of 1773 uh, to that whole 19-year period after that. And all of this pileup of energy here is going to be a significant turning point for our structures, for government, for politics. But on a personal level, it can be a personal transformation. So is there some sort of way of being or habit that you're wanting to change? This is the big push of energy to make a turning point in your life, to make a transformation. Pluto represents revolution in the unconscious mind. So if there's some sort of unconscious pattern that's been needing to shift for you, this is the kind of thrust of energy that can be helpful to transform that. Now, it can be very negative and challenging, and there can be some uh, bad news with politics, but it doesn't have to be. All right, so we can always choose how to engage with these energies, and hopefully this can be a positive revolution, a positive transformation that we're initiating. Pluto has kind of kicked off this energy in early 2020, and it's going to be here another 19 years. So we're seeing the sparks, the initiation of this. It could be the Great Reset that a lot of political figures are talking about. It could be the transfer from cash, a cash society based on the US dollar to towards a new society, which we will see in the coming years. In several years, when Saturn gets into Taurus, we're going to see, as it always happens when Saturn moves into Taurus, the end of an old currency. So we've got a few years away from that, but this is that sort of energy starting to fester and move in that direction uh, towards new forms of government, new forms of policy, new forms of structures in the world, and the the sort of way that it's been of the United States being the sort of world leader transforming and changing. So on a personal level, though, this is your habits, your routines, your practices, your structures, your foundations needing to be assessed, making sure there's no cracks in the foundation. Again, this can be a negative thing, but it can also be a neutral, positive thing of choosing to notice those cracks, to patch them up, to repair them, to choose to create new structures that are more in alignment with what you want. But that is coming up. That's something to address early February. Now, anytime Mars transits like it does on February 22nd and June 2nd, these are some Mars transits. It's moving all year, so it's always moving in triggering new things. But Mars is a trigger and that's a significant one towards the end of February and early June. So how that plays out specifically, we'll get into that in weekly episodes as we go forward and we'll see how it's playing out. But ultimately for ourselves, we get to choose how to engage with that. Mars and Taurus can bring this power to creating more structure and stability and security in our lives. Mars and Cancer can help us bring an energy into understanding our emotional intelligence, 
and emotional connection and, and taking care of ourselves. Then April 5th, we have a big one. Jupiter moves into Aquarius. Jupiter has been debilitated in Capricorn, and that's obviously not the best place for it to be. There are some cancellations, so it's not too bad, but it's, it's obviously weighed heavy on the economy, politics, careers. Uh, Jupiter and Saturn together in Capricorn just brings this dominating heaviness over the energy of Jupiter, which wants to expand and grow and learn and teach and have ideals and beliefs and values and philosophy. But it's been restricted. It wants to travel. It wants to expand and go in lots of different directions, but it's been restricted. And that lets up April 5th when it finally moves into Aquarius. And it's in a friendly sign there, still ruled by Saturn. So there's still some of this restriction and heaviness. But we could see some of the government mandates and restrictions and lockdowns let up in April. But don't get too excited because Jupiter will go retrograde later in the year on June 20th to October 20th. It's going to go back. So this, we're not out of the weeds until early 2022. So we can expect similar energy in 2021 as we had in 2020. Next, we have the eclipse points, the eclipse days. So May 26th and June 10th, that's one pair of the eclipses. The lunar eclipse on May 26th in Scorpio and solar eclipse in Taurus on June 10th. So eclipses are portals we cannot go back through. Once we go through them, life is changed in some way. And with Scorpio and Taurus being the focus of this, we are. this is a great time, a great year for doing things that have to do with personal transformation again, like Scorpio and Taurus, creating more security and stability and structure in our homes and ourselves and our finances. And we've got to stay on top of the finances, especially this year with all of the restrictions and the heaviness that can come up. So studying astrology, the occult, mystical teachings, things to do with yoga, Ayurveda, personal growth and transformation, very positive. And this can indicate around this time in May 26th and, no, and uh, December 4th, having personal breakthroughs, big realizations, aha moments, transformations where you realize like this old way of doing things is not working. This is the way I want to move towards. If you're not studying any of these esoteric teachings, this is a great push again to do that. Personal growth, self-help can fit into this category, but it's really about getting into the depths of things, doing psychotherapy, studying psychology, understanding yourself, journaling, any sort of deep excavation process, deep understanding. It's what Scorpio is all about. And the Taurus energy on June 10th and November 19th, this is the time to really take care of your family, your finances, your diet, what you're putting into your body and your assets and any sort of assets that you manage, whether it be investments, property, your family assets. This is the time to really uh, put those things front and center. This whole year, it's all about those two areas, personal transformation and your material, basic foundational things, taking good care of those. And all the Saturn heaviness all year weighing on all of these things is testing your patience. It's telling you to 
to know that things are going to be a little more difficult than you might want them to be. And it's ultimately challenging you to grow, challenging you to become stronger. Like in any competitive sport or athletics, you want somebody to push against you to make you better and stronger. If you look throughout history and athletes and anybody in the competitive field, right, people always do better with competition, right? Like even, you know, even something like uh, Apple and Microsoft and computers, having that competition drives them to be better. Now it's like Apple and Samsung or Apple and Google and, you know, having competition drives us to be stronger. And Scorpio represents that ruled by Mars. And Saturn puts the heaviness and restriction on us, but Saturn and Mars are friendly and they work well together and they both reward hard work. So Saturn is essentially being your competition all year of saying, you know, oh, you want to do this? Well, you're going to have to do all these other things too. And it's going to be a little harder than you want. And it's going to take more time. And Saturn represents time. And you're going to feel like you have limited resources and limited possibilities. And that sparks creativity and that sparks transformation. And any creative person, a lot of, if you look at uh, interviews with creatives, they'll talk about how they thrive under restrictions and boundaries. And you say, well, you know, you can write anything you want. That's too much. I don't know what to do. Okay, well, you've got, uh, you know, a, a thumb keyboard and a ukulele and a bucket, right? make a song, right? So you, you give yourself restrictions like that and, and you try to work with them. That's what Saturn's doing all year. It's saying, oh, you, you think like you need to travel to be successful and to do all this. You think you need this and that to, to have a thriving business. And in some cases, you know, you think you need a storefront and you have to be in person. There's a lot of yoga teachers for years have said that you have to be in person to teach yoga. And I've challenged that myself and said, you know, there's a lot of possibilities. There's a lot of positives of teaching online. So maybe you're in a career where it's something like being a massage therapist. It's like you have to be in person to do that. But maybe there's uh, you're teaching about your modality. You're teaching about the thing that you do. Right? You don't have to be in person necessarily all the time to teach about something that requires a lot of in-person stuff. So there's, there's ways to work with this and navigate it. And Saturn is saying, I'm going to test you. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to make you stronger, wiser, more mature, and better. But you've got to overcome these obstacles I'm going to put in your way. Like, what do we, you know, we watch the Olympics and we watch hurdlers, like, run over these hurdles. It, it's inspiring. And we watch people race on a track and it's that competition, that being neck and neck is what makes it so interesting. And we seek out movies to see people overcome challenges. People play video games to overcome challenges. But in our personal lives, sometimes we shirk away from those or we think, oh, it's too much. I don't know what to do. But that's what movies are. We go, to, we watch movies to see people overcome challenges. There's an inspiration in that. And we can see our own lives like a movie where it's just this Saturn energy right now all year being that sort of act two of the movie. Act one, everything's normal. It's good. Here's my life. Act two comes in and it's all these challenges. It's like, oh, you think you want this thing? Well, here's a hundred obstacles that you think you'll never overcome. And somehow in every movie, they always pretty much in most movies, they overcome the obstacle somehow. And they even get to a point where it's like, there's no way they're going to get out of this and they do it. Right? And that's what Saturn is pushing on us all year 
how are you going to get out of this challenge and work around it, you can do it. And especially when Jupiter goes into Aquarius in April, there's that increase of hope and possibility and expansion and ideas. Uh, but it will go back again in the fall. So it's going to be like, oh, it's uh, June 20th to October 20th. It's like, I, I had this direction and I had this optimism and I'm losing it. And it's okay. Right? There, there's setbacks. Again, the same thing in the movies in Act 2. There's that point where it's like you get knocked down so much. There's like, there's no way they're getting back up. That's That might be what we can expect in late summer and fall where it feels like, how are we going? How am I going to work around this? These challenges, and this is very general for everybody. What area of your life it's it's impacting? I'll go into that inside of the membership, but that's the general vibe all year. So take care of your your assets, your time, your energy, your attention. Your most valuable asset is your attention. Be careful with the black holes of social media and political conflicts and things we have no control over. They will, they will drain your energy, and that's Saturn winning. That's the heaviness winning and you losing sight of your goals and your inspiration and your aspirations. So don't let that win, but it will be a strong force this year to work with. And that makes it an opportunity to grow, and that's what all the Scorpio energy is telling us. So some shifts of energy we can expect on February 13th and September 18th when Rahu and Ketu shift nakshatras. Go back to my Rahu and Ketu episode on the podcast and you can hear about what the, they represent when they are transiting. They can bring massive, massive technological breakthroughs. And we're already seeing that in space and uh, in computers with transistors. As I talked about before the transit came up, then we got the new Apple M1 computers. We'll probably see for sure in the fall of 2021, we'll see new Apple computers with even more advanced chips and they're just really that's a huge breakthrough in technology i can't overstate that go back to that episode where i talk about that if you're interested and then we have the retrogrades so these are all these times for reviewing reflection revising revisiting rejoicing celebrating our victories and not necessarily the time to start something out of the blue completely new oh i got this idea i'm going to start a new business or buying new technology of like, you know what, I suddenly just want a new computer. I'm going to go buy one. Especially during Mercury retrograde, not the best time, or a new phone. All right, hold off if you can. But if it's something that's been in the works, like, oh, I've been saving up for this phone, or I have to re repair this thing, or uh, I've been thinking about doing this business for a long time, just got to put these final pieces in place, fine. You'll be okay, but you're going to probably want to make sure you review your communication, make sure you checked all your... Uh, crossed all your T's, dotted all your I's, you know, made everything uh, clear and direct, but you might have to review it and over and go over it again. And that's, you know, we see that on a very obvious scale in the U.S. elections happened during a retrograde, a Mercury retrograde in 2000 and in 2020. And there's all this uh, controversy about the votes. So that's it's not just like you it's all done and you move on that's when mercury is direct and it's moving along all year like most of the time but when mercury's retrograde it's like i think i'm done but oh i've got to go back oh, i'm not done okay you got to redo this recount that readdress that so you can expect some delays in that way with mercury retrograde february 4th 
to 21st, May 29th to 22nd, to June 22nd, and September 27th to October 18th. And you can expect similar kind of issues like that with relationships uh, when Venus goes retrograde at the end of the year. So not the best time for starting a relationship out of the blue. People from your past might come around December 18th to January 29th, 2022. So it's the very end of the year. Uh, but Venus retrograde doesn't happen every year. And this is a time for all that reviewing and revising stuff in your relationship or your love life, your relationship to yourself, in relationship to source, where it all starts. And it's in Capricorn and Sag, so your relationship to your structures, your beliefs, your teachings. And then we have Jupiter on June 20th to October 20th. As I've mentioned, Jupiter goes retrograde in Aquarius and Capricorn. So we get that boost of hope and optimism and direction when Jupiter goes into Aquarius on April 5th. But then things start to retreat June 20th, and it starts to feel this, uh, oh, things aren't as good and bright as I was hoping, and really when it goes back into Capricorn. Uh, but it's out of the out of the, all that in October 20th, and it starts to move direct again in Capricorn again, debilitated. So again, we can expect this heavy Saturn energy influencing all year. And Saturn itself goes retrograde May 23rd to October 11th in its own sign of Capricorn, where it stays all year. <clears throat> now, Saturn retrograde is, again, Saturn represents father time, restrictions, all this heaviness, the big theme of the whole year. But when it goes retrograde, now is the time to review all those things and maybe find where we can uh, ease up our structures a bit. Maybe take some time to not have so many structures, not be so harsh on ourselves, not work too hard. So, Like always, we've got to balance stira and sukha, effort and ease. We can't just be, okay, Saturn's going to kick my ass all year, going to do hard work and focus and be disciplined and be really strict with my diet, my attention. And then when it goes retrograde, it's like all that stuff is unraveled. Something out of your control happens where it's like, well, you can't just have your head down and push through, you have to take a break. You have to rest and recharge as well. Those are also RE words. Rest, recharge, reset, revise, review. All of this whenever any planet is retrograde, but with Saturn, it's about your structures. It's about politics, government. It's about anything that you feel like you stand on firm ground. Don't get too confident with that because as they say in Buddhism, uh, you know, the 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 good news or the bad news is that uh, there's no ground. We're always just falling through space. It's just just nothing. We're just falling through space. And the good news is that there's no ground for us to crash into. And Saturn is where we think we have ground and stability. And Taurus also to a degree where we think we have stability and structure. We know what things are and it's all just set up. But Saturn going retrograde is saying, well, you know, it, it's not permanent. We're all going to die eventually. We're all going to lose our foundation eventually. Like all the money you think you might have saved up, right? that's not permanent. Or all of this you have saved up or this thing you're relying on, this foundation you're building on, it's not permanent. It doesn't mean it has to go away. It doesn't mean we have to lose it. 
but it does mean we have to be mindful of it and have a sort of respect and appreciation for it while it's here and tend to it. And if we don't tend to it, we'll lose it for sure, even sooner. So we got to take care of those things. And Saturn retrograde is encouraging us to take care of our foundations. And then we have Pluto retrograde, April 28th to August 16th. Now, Pluto represents transformation and revolution in Capricorn, April 28th to August 16th. So we can see some upheaval of issues under the surface and the unconscious coming to the front in this time. And within that time, we have the big one I saved for the end, Neptune going retrograde June 25th to December 1st in Aquarius. Now, why is this so interesting? Well, if you saw the headlines recently, this COVID stimulus bill that President Trump just signed had within it an addendum, a little comment that is now saying it's a 180-day countdown from when that is signed for the government to release all of its information about extraterrestrials, aliens, UFOs, outer space stuff. And we see with all this Rahu and K2 transit I've talked about, this big push for Space Force, and Space Force is now a branch of the military, and they've got their own people. It's this whole other thing now, and there's this big push into outer space, and having that be a part of the military is very interesting, right? It's part of our defense so we're going to this new territory and there's this 180 day countdown that was just initiated to say, let's reveal all secrets about extraterrestrials and aliens. And what's 180 days from when that was signed? It's June 25th when Neptune goes retrograde in Aquarius. And what does Neptune represent? It's this sort of big picture overview in actually in the orbit, Neptune sort of sits above the other planets looking down. It represents transcendence. It represents extra dimensional energy in beings. And in Aquarius, Aquarius loves that kind of energy. Aquarius is about progression and moving forward. And we always hear about the age of Aquarius, this age of moving into this sort of progressive idealism. And Neptune being there in Aquarius going retrograde is saying, what are the secrets and illusions and things that we've hidden about extra dimensional energy and beings? And I am not one to really get into aliens, uh, but this is really interesting. Of all the dates it could have landed on, it falls right on this date, June 25th. So I'm very interested to see what comes out at this point. And we've seen in the past year, the government released three videos of what they said are unidentified flying objects. We don't know what they are. They're acting unusual. And they just put it out there like, here you go. Here's some alien videos. Uh, do with it what you will without much real explanation. So maybe we'll get some more explanation. Maybe we'll get some more insight and information. You can look it up. Uh, people from NASA talking about this. Uh, there's videos on YouTube of People who are in high-level positions in NASA saying, of course there's aliens. I've, you know, and then recently the other thing came out from uh, this head of defense from, I forget which country, but he was saying, yeah, there's aliens, of course. So who knows? I'm not one to get too far into that rabbit hole, but it is interesting. And either way, Neptune in Aquarius going retrograde is dispelling illusions, it's transcendence. It's a time for moving into a new dimension of experience. And I do believe everything is energy. Every cell in your body is vibrating at a frequency. 
And we can entrain those frequencies to negative energies and negative environments and negative thoughts or positive energies and positive environments and positive thoughts. So hopefully this episode has helped you entrain your energy to the positive potential and energy of 2021. It's always potential. Every cell is a proton, electron, neutron, potential energy. And every choice that we make has a positive, negative, or neutral potential energy. We get to choose which ones we focus on and I hope you make choices that are in alignment with what matters most to you this year. Thank you for watching and listening. Hope you have an amazing new year. Reach out, Jeremy at Quiet Mind, or, or at jeremy.quietmind on Instagram, or email jeremy at quietmind.yoga if you want to get in touch. You can schedule a reading right now at quietmindastrology.com and join the Vedic Astrology membership where I'm going to go right now into more depth and specifically how this affects you for your rising and moon sign in what area of your life, what house is affected over at quietmindastrology.com.